raining heavily, but uh, I'm <laughs> chosen to sit under the awning. It's so, 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 so nice to just pull in, uh, park, reel out the uh, electrical cord, plug into the 30 amp, and uh, and then wind out the awning, bring out a chair. I went the extra step today. I even put out a carpet. Got all the firewood out, covered it in a tarp under here under it, cleaned the fire pit from the last piggy owners. I cannot believe that the previous campers left a fire pit full of tin foil, tissue paper, plastic, bits of food like carrots, things like it's just it's just absolutely disgusting behavior, but you'd think people who go to camping would understand that you don't do that. I'd love to see them find... I mean, you can't... You know, how do you track it down? You can't. But uh, anyway, I found... I have six pairs of gloves in the road track at least. Nine hats. Nine, ten, probably. Um, I just got everything here. And it's just so nice. You know, bam. Okay, put the wood there. Get the tarp out. Put that here. Know where everything is. It's just such a good feeling. Hmm. It must be raining. There go a couple of people with umbrellas. I'm in Bon Echo Provincial Park. It's a huge park up, um, well, who, who knows the geography of Ontario here? Highway 7, you know that, right? North of the 401. The route I usually take home if I've been visiting family in Ottawa or uh, Nepean. And uh, the road that um, goes right past Charbot Lake where our good friend Francis Wooby lives. Francis, poor Francis, is not doing too well. I hope he's better now. But uh, so we canceled our meeting. I I was supposed to have been at his cottage last night. But uh, anyway, I had already gone ahead and booked Bon Echo. And uh, so left this morning at 11. I was here by 2, just as my iPhone told me I would be. And it's a very nice camp spot. It really is. It, It just surrounded these older parks. They're just deep in the trees. So all you you look around, all you see, you know, and of course I got my back to the road, but are just lots and lots of uh, forest. So it's lovely. I've got my bag of uh, President's Choice Popcorn Mez Souffle Caramel out. Oh, by the way, speaking of French, a very interesting discussion on um, Dave and Isabel's uh, broken area today. Isabel talking about her French heritage going back to the 1600s or the the family name. That name has been in Canada that long. Uh, but she's got Saskatchewan roots. 
French, obviously, in Saskatchewan and Ontario and Quebec. And she was just talking about that identity, and Dave chimed in that some Anglos, those from Quebec province, like myself, would understand the meaning of French heritage, and, and yet so much of Canada. People in particular, Albertans, will single you out for starters. Uh, those who haven't traveled east, those who don't know Canadian history, just don't get it. They just don't get it. It's not just the language. It's it's your heritage. It's your culture. It's your history. And I'm so... Honestly, I think it's such a win to have been born in Quebec. Uh, and I know that's probably offensive to a lot of people, especially, especially Ontario. Um, but it does mean something. It resonates. There, we did grow up with two cultures, two solitudes, if you will. Uh, and that leads to another topic. Uh, Dave and Anthony making fun of Front Page Challenge. <laughs> uh, I grew up watching that, of course. Uh, my father, like Dave's father, absolutely hated the uh, oh, pretentiousness of the show and the people like um, Sinclair, Gordon Sinclair, just just a, a prick. It was so Toronto. And this is also why, and some will disagree with me here, I never liked Wayne and Schuster. It was so Toronto. It wasn't funny. It's all Canada had to offer back then. Now, Don Metz's Jubilee, that's different. That was CBC. That was quality program of, uh, you know, we're not trying to be pretentious here. We just play the fiddle and some country music. That's all That's all you're getting. Wayne and Schuster tried to be topical, tried to be funny, and I never, I never laughed at them. I never found it funny. But Front Page Challenge was an interesting show. As they say, they had a lot of interesting guests. But it, it was... Uh, they got it right. You just have to listen to their show and their comments about Front Page Challenge. And, and I sort of agree, except... I really like Pierre Burton. He was different from the others. He's the guy who rolled the joint on CBC television before and then went into the kitchen at the end and, and uh, came back eating popcorn, showing he, had ju- he just got the munchies on it. He just showed you how to roll a, the perfect joint. Uh, he was open-minded. He rolled a lot. Um, he was the one who got us climbing the Chilkoot Trail and his histories of Canada. He, he had hired a team of researchers, but he was able to put it together in very readable format. So the last spike was one of his and uh, writing about the Chilkoot Trail. He grew up in the Yukon. Um, it was a, a journalist before that. So I, I have great admiration. It's one of my regrets in life that I, I never met him. Uh, I, I really, really do have admiration. He was different from the others, although he still would have been in the category that my father, you know, would have. He wouldn't sneer at them. He just had nothing to do. They, they were just in another world apart from his. Um, but anyway, all right. So anyway, the, the tangents already. Well, that's what the Dixon Jane's podcast is about. It's about the tangents. Uh, speaking of which, the other show that. Uh, <laughs> that uh, Anthony took on, Dave did Front Page Challenge uh, in the most brutal cutting way. Uh, actually, the whole damn show started with Dave said, get off your high horse, Scarborough dude. And he didn't say it in a funny way. He just said it. It came out of the blue. I think it just slipped out. But uh, I did comment back and uh, it was, you know, no, no, uh, no ill feelings there at all. 
Um, Anthony picked Rock and Bullwinkle, and by God, did I love that show! Uh, just, it was it was brilliant. The voices alone made it great, but the cartoons. Rocky and Bullwinkle. If you don't know what I'm talking about, Google it. Go to YouTube. Find Rocky and Bullwinkle. Uh, and uh, they, they did it justice. So uh, two fine shows. A very interesting podcast. God damn, I hate giving those guys. They have they, there. Talk about people being on their high horses. There's two of them right there, Anthony and Dave. But damn it, they've earned it. They've earned it with the quality of stuff. Anthony's introductions to his podcast are fabulous. Uh, the artwork for all of the things he puts out are masterful. So uh, clearly Anthony is in the, the cream of the crop of Canadian podcasters. Uh, and Dave not far behind. <laughs> I'll let them sort that out. All right. Anyway, I here I am camping and a happy dude just because it's such a nice escape. I got my popcorn. I got the beer. Uh, another can of Sapporo that I left over. From the last trip, um, I don't think I'll be bothering with a fire tonight. The sky is—it's overcast. It's—it's it's gray, and it's—it's it's, you know we'll we'll see. But I certainly have the wood for another one. And I picked up a little pamphlet on Ontario parks, and I see that there are others. So this might not be my last trip for the season. It's uh, you know it's cold. But I've got the... I won't be doing the north. There's a section here north up Susie Marieway. But the um, south of North Bay, you know, in the Toronto area, there are quite a few spots that I could visit. Um, So we'll see how that goes. But uh, anyway, I just wanted to uh, get started. An introduction by God. Ten minutes already, but uh, that's what we're here for. Scrubber Dude, signing off for now. I'll be back at you real soon. Bye for now. And uh, we're back. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Um... I had a quarter of a cookie. Yeah, I think that's the uh, that's what I did. Maybe in Awenda, did I have no? Was that no? No, because it was later on the way to Charbet Lake when I found those magic cookies. Uh, but anyway, um, yes. So I just had some. Hmm. I think I said that. uh Oh, I thought talking was going to be a lot easier when I was just in my head. And not holding a microphone and uh, talking to you and trying to put words in order. Uh, just in my head, the words are so easy. I mean, they're just floating by, you know. And you, you, you construct sentences in your head all the time, don't you? I assume everybody does that. Um, I am feeling pretty damn fine. Now, I've, I've come across... Now, now, I'm really... I'm a little bit right now, a little bit... Uh, what's the word? Not apprehensive... A little anxiety, uh, partly because I feel I'm, I was going to say things and then think, oh, I have listeners. Um, I guess it's, it's, a, it's a stage fright, yes, 
There's no reason for it now. Well, it's a, it's a side effect of the pot. It's a side effect of the pot. It's just creating me a little super self-aware. Super self-aware. I need a beer, and uh, but I just had to start with you first. So let me just finish this off, and I'll, or we'll go get my beer. Yes, it is Sal and my uh, fourth anniversary. I was trying to do the math because the memory just, you know, could be three years, could be four years. Work your way backwards. I can't, you know. Try looking it up on your phone. Well, Facebook would tell me. Which is, you know, going to be a, a blessing for uh, those of us in seniors' homes looking and poking back and telling, oh, is that me? <laughs> Who was I with? <laughs> I, yeah, I'm, okay, all right, so, no, no, no point in hiding. This is like when Harold and I did the acid trip. Uh, no, it was mescaline, it was whatever we got at the Maples Inn that night. Uh, and then panicked because the police car was... Following us, the Dorval police, I guess. And, uh, or would that have been in Point Claire, you know? And were they separate then? Yes. Uh, but anyway. Yeah, so anyway, we just swallow the pills we got, you know? Don't, if they stop us, we don't want to have these capsules on us. So just take them now, you know, in a, in a moment of little anxiety and panic. So, and then found, oh my God, overdid it a bit and, uh, Took, uh, it was a, a challenge to ride that one out, but we did. We managed and brought us quite close together. Uh, we are all ready. You're not, you're not going to do... Uh, yeah. Take a pill with strangers. I'd be afraid to do that. Anyway, I, you know, yes, it's apparent we're going in lots of different directions all at once. That's, you know, okay, all right. So fault me for that if you want uh, still want that beer. I just can't get up right now. I've got to, uh, I've got to finish off what it is I wanted to unload. I, I, I censored myself like I was putting roadblocks in the way there. Uh, and one of them is, well, I got another letter for Dixon Jeans. I've received two letters for the, uh, the COVID, the COVID-19, uh, zine, the Dixon Jeans zine. The the one that's grown out of this, it's actually grown out of COVID. It really has. Uh, anyway, last podcast I just mentioned, you know, if anybody feels like writing. And I received two absolutely wonderful submissions. And I'm thrilled. I'm just thrilled. It just gives validation to the whole project. Not only that, in his last episode, Jason... Jason Reese from Tennessee, Tennessee Jake, you all know him, um, went on saying absolutely wonderful things about the Dixon Chain zines that I'd sent him. And of course, that just made me feel so good. I had to listen to it twice. Yes, 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 you know. And it made me very proud, very proud that I did push this out and put it together. And it's making me feel now that I'm already famous. I'm feeling famous now, even though nobody else knows it but me. It, that doesn't matter. I'm quite famous in my own mind, if you will. <laughs> Top that, buddy. Uh, I feel the love of so many friends. I feel I've... I have so many special friends who I'm close to and who would feel the same about me. 
It's not just one way. Oh, yeah, he's my really good friend. He doesn't know it, but no, it's not like that. It's a mutual thing, and it's a wonderful thing. And this is, this is just one of the, another, another one of the secrets of life. Learn how to make friends and keep them. Easy to lose friends. Oh, you can be an asshole and bam, they're gone. But uh, anyway, enough about me, said no podcaster ever. Damn, I still want that beer. Okay, let's go get it. Jesus. Uh, well, why don't I just... Oh, Christ, i got to bring you along. Fuck off. All right. There are several to choose from. Oh, I know what I'll do. I know what I'll do. I know what I'll do. I'll take the last... Uh, do I even feel... Is it a matter of taste or occasion? I think it's going to be a matter of taste. Hang on, I'll park this. Put the light on. So, choice of beer. Ooh, there's another slice of pizza from the microwave. That's good. Ah, uh, tons of food. Uh, now, oh, uh, the visual, oh, just a lager. Oh, that's the lager from the Brent and Brandy's wedding. Now, that one I'm saving, but I was going to do it this weekend. So, if I'm going to do it this weekend, I just, it doesn't mean I have to drink it now. But that's that's from the table, the, the last... Uh, the end of the night. Just Brent and me sitting at the... The only ones left sitting at the table. And, uh... Brandy was probably dancing with her friends. Okay, an Eagle IPA. Mm, yeah. Where is it? Alright, an Eagle IPA. That's possible. Nice red can. Now I got this one, and I, I just, I don't trust Magnata at all. It was a, a you know, a do-it-yourself company, and they turned to beer. But it had a catchy name, Three Threads Porter. Three Threads Porter. <sighs> 5.5. Do I feel like a porter? Is it a porter that we want now? Porter, you know, not a bad time for a porter. I don't know what a bad time would be. Um, yeah, I don't know, geez, I did, I thought I had a ton of beer. Oh, then these other ones. No, Jesus, take the fucking three class porter or something. Three threads porter. There it is, because I just don't want to look anymore. Bring something up there, shut the light off. Oh, you're still talking to them, you know. Oh, am I? I didn't know that, I'm sorry. <clears throat> That's what comes of being famous. You just end up in a room talking to yourself. And then calling someone. This is the other thing. It's the other side of the coin. I am dependent on friends, too. Oh, you know what I was doing? I was talking to the beer can, not the mic. Here, is that different? <laughs> you see, that's quite funny. I, I, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what the thing is. Right now, what I feel I'm doing, I feel is heroic. It feels heroic to me, by my standards, heroic, of course. You know, somebody else, I, I know some people get killed being heroic. I'm not about to do that. Uh, but just taking on the celebration of life and, and doing so, I'm so glad I just fucking well book these things. And then I don't even know if I realized at the time, oh, yeah, that is, yeah, I did. That's um, four years ago I bought Sal. It's exciting and it's special. And it's, it's, I wanted Sal to be a friend. I wanted Sal to be a friend. And, uh, 
you know, I hope I have self or I hope I'm capable of driving for uh, longer because I don't know. I this you know this read, I am deteriorating, but well, yeah, lots of so lots of places to go, and I you know I could yeah I don't know anyway. Early to talk about that. Oh, we didn't even open the fucking beer yet. Can 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 can't you can't you be serious? Well, I've been serious. I've been very serious. So serious about that damn newsletter, and serious about the book. All right, hang on. We gotta open the beer. All right, we'll taste the porter. So who are we going to toast? I'm going to toast... I'm going to toast my friends. People who I consider a friend and people who you consider a friend. And there are a lot of friends. I, I feel, I feel I've done a pretty good job of making the listeners my friends. I think if you've stuck with me this long, you know, let's consider each other friends. If, if Even if we haven't met or I, I rarely ever see you, um, but if you're, if you're regularly listening, and some of you are, there are some, uh, that's, a that's something special. That's something special. I'd like to think it's considered a, uh, a kind of friendship. Oh God, it's awful. First taste. Oh, fuck. I knew it would be shit. Yeah, this is just, uh, I'm, I'm, this is a piece to add on. Because I don't know, next thing I know, I'm looking at this recorder and it's not, it's not on. And I have no idea how long it's not been on. So I don't know what I just said or where I left off. Or if it was important. Because so many things are important on this podcast. Oh yeah. Now, it's just, it's shitty. It's just shitty. It's just, it's just, it tastes Chemically, it tastes cheap. It tastes like well, you know, man, you you knew the you knew the company. They made cheap wine, right? You bought an eight liter box of it uh, to go on camping when you did the uh, that river with uh, Dave and uh, Bruce, the Barren River Canyon in Algonquin. Yeah, that sounds like, oh my god, you pretentious, you know, that's Dave uh, Broadbeck said, get off your high horse, you know, that's me on a high horse, look at me, look at the brave things I'm doing, um, but I want to celebrate myself, I, I, you know, I mean, I do, I do, for, for all the glory I give myself, I do an awful lot of beating up, too. I'm very much still engrossed in this idea of, uh, of putting these letters together and, and making a book out of them. I'm also composing a foreword, and I, mean, I already have the table of contents. It looks very neat, all the different date and city. But now, and so what I've been doing, I've taken a picture of the letter itself, because the writing is always different, and what it's on, or the aerogram, or this, or that, or typed. Or, so taking pictures of... Uh, that is as an introduction, sort of. It, it looks neat. Visually, they look neat. You know, I arrange it, take the picture. 
But then, as I'm reading a letter, you know, and I'm in one of the places, like, you know, and, and I'm seeing it in my hand, and I'm reading. I know I, I was me. I was there. Um, often there's a picture associated with it. And I thought, well, you know, it would be kind of neat if you're going to do a self-published book anyway. Then just yeah, get pictures put in it. Uh, when I mention, you know, the Nigerian part, oh yeah, there might be a picture. Not a whole lot, not a picture book. It's not a trip picture book, but ones that go with each letter, maybe. A picture for each letter, that, that would be good. Something associated with it, yeah. So that's what happened today. That's what happened after I took that little bit of a cookie. And uh, I honestly feel, I mean, I went for a walk. I left, I, I don't often do that. I walked down to the beach again, it's close by, where it's a canoe send-off area. It's not really a beach. Watched a couple go out in their canoe. That was lovely. Took some pictures of them. And uh, chatted a bit, you know. I, you, you like to present yourself. When you see other humans who you know, okay, these are good people. These are not bad people. And you want to signal that to them, too. And, and uh, you know, like flashing your radar. Hey, I'm harmless. I'm not some crazy guy who's just murdered seven people and left them deep in the woods here. Um, yeah, so anyway, nice little chat with him. God damn, I gotta have, you know, I could almost, on principle, just throw this beer out and say, fuck you, I'm not drinking that shit. I'm not likely to. I'll probably just leave this for a while, get another cup, and then late at the end of the night figure, oh, there's some left here, I'll drink that. No, it just, it just doesn't have a, it, you taste it, and you're like, what is that, Coca-Cola? It's a, it just it feels kind of overly carbonated because they, you know, I what do, I don't know anything about beer. I just know that Ooh, don't care for this taste. And I knew when I had it in my hand at the LCBO in the beer. I always go to the same one. It's a great cooler room, lots of it. This time, ah, what an idiot! I bought cheaper European beers. It's amazing. They're two hundred and fifty against three hundred and fifty for the Canadian locally brewed ones. And um, I shouldn't have. Now when I think of it, you know, I'm just, uh, save. Oh, I can get, you know, five beer for the price of six or six beer for the price of five. Do it that way. Um, and I kind of felt, I guess because the travel letters, I, you know, I, that was my justification anyway. Well, I'm talking about other countries, other places. Okay, I get these. And um, now I don't feel like drinking any of them either. You know, oh, why don't I just get some decent, good Ontario brew pub and that's creating jobs in Ontario. So shame on me. Shame on me. I should force myself to open each of those cans and dump it out. All right, you won't have any beer then if you're not going to buy Ontario. But, uh, no, I do feel some guilt, I feel, you know. And, uh, that Anthony's reaction right away would be, oh my God, hey, what, you bought this foreign cheap crap for a buck. You won't give some guy in Ontario a living. You won't contribute to his full-time job in a brewery. Hey, I don't think it's going to make a difference. Come on, you know. I feel creepy already about it, but... Oh my god, that came out all wrong. Because I didn't... I, I meant that as a joke. It didn't sound like a joke. Yeah, I'm still... Uh, still uh, roasted uh, and just as well I mean I think I had set out to do that now it's not raining at all here I am sitting under the canopy still but it just feels cozy right next door yeah it feels cozy I'm just staring into the woods staring at the big fire thing 
staring at the, uh, you know, the left side of Sal. Ooh, they make a nice picture. Hang on. Uh, no, maybe. Shall we end now? Have I, did I, I? I really, you know, sometimes I see you and you're, uh, when you're high and you record, don't bother releasing it. But, I, you know, now I feel I should. But this is another record. This, there is a connection. There is a Dixon Chains thread to the z- to the zine in this podcast, and uh, and more to come. More to come. I'm very very happy. This little zine will make a little comeback, a COVID comeback, and who knows? Do we want it to grow? Not really. We just just a just little circle of friends, you know. Fifty always seemed plenty of people to read the uh, the scene. Neat mailing them off. It was a joint effort, uh, you know, Bruce. I did give the shout out, which which um, Jason read out. My uh, shout out to Harold, reinstating him at double the salary. So I, I I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good about just a, a lot of. <coughs> Excuse me. I know that's rude. Uh, but, yeah, I've got to take this picture. So, yeah, I, I've, got to, I've got to end now, but I, I guess I wish I really could convey how good I'm feeling. I guess it's, it's sort of, it's almost a scary good. And by that I mean, like, this is the reality, and, and time marches on, but everything I'm looking at now looks just, I want to take a picture of it, you know? The thing is, and I knew that. I knew that in Nigeria. You just know it's just you. It's the now. This is the now, and this is a nice now. It's a nice now. It's a nice now. It's a nice now. I'm glad I brought myself and Sal here to celebrate the fourth anniversary. This is, uh, if that's not a sign of a good friendship, what is? Oh yeah. Well, I'll uh, I'll take one more sip. Uh, toast to you, the list. No, I wouldn't toast you with this shit. God damn it! It's sort of it's getting drinkable. I mean, I wouldn't. It's not a question of not being able to drink it, but not enjoying, you know, any of the first ten sips. All right, signing off now. You've heard enough from me, but I, I just I wanted to tell you. I wanted to tell you. And I'm shy to do this. I'm shy to do this sometimes. What I want to tell you, I'm feeling in a pretty fucking happy place right now. Pretty and pretty damn fucking proud of myself. If I was to drop dead tomorrow, I'd say, wow. You, you, you did a nice job on life there, buddy. You lived a good life. You lived a good life. And uh, that's, uh, that's something. That's, uh, that's, uh, that's really what you want in the end. And you, of course, get to define what the good life is. For me, this is a pretty damn good piece of it, I'll tell you right now. Camping, even in the in this dampness, just looking at me like everything I'm looking at, everything is just so perfect. So perfect. My eyes are just sucking in the trees. God damn, eh? I have to remember what kind of cookie cells were. I certainly remember what the beer was. The porter. 
what was it? The Fishing Brothers Porter. <sighs> Three Threads Porter. I'll have to take a picture of the can, though. That's all that was. That, that's really, that was, I hate being sucked in by things like that. It was, it, you know, it was sort of one of those, well, why not? Why not? Hey, and it's a porter. But I knew Magnata. Don't fucking buy some beer from Magnata. All right, all right, all right. God damn it, you guys are hard on me. <sighs> Scarborough dude. Feeling very good. Hoping we're talking to Lude. Bye for now. Check, check, check. Okay, now, I have to say, it is damp. It's not raining. I mean, there are drops coming down, and when I touch the table beside me, it's it's got moisture on it. But it's... I'm not feeling it. I've, you know, I've got a cap on, and I'm, I'm wearing four layers. Uh, they're not thick layers. They're not especially, especially warm things, but uh, they're good enough. Yeah, and I'm sitting by the uh, dying fire. I've built it back many times. I am so grateful that uh, that I thought to get kindling today. And what I've been doing lately uh, for the past hour or more is just making little kindling fires. And, 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 this may not seem very significant to you, but for me it's a big deal. Uh, there are lots of twigs all around. From, we've got a, bread, a dead birch in our front yard, or part of it is dead branches. So things, it, it sheds, you know. There are a lot of twigs and branches and things in our lawn. And I guess my wife had collected them. There's a big bucket of them by the side of the road, and I know, by the side of the uh, front porch. And I noticed this day after day after day. And each time I saw it, I thought, mm, you know, that'd be a good thing to bring to a campfire. Little twigs, dried twigs to burn and sticks. Uh, and that's what I've been doing tonight. And it's it's a treat that, hey, this is from my front yard that's giving me the comfort I have right now. So I've only put on uh, three of the, how many logs did I give you? Yeah, maybe. Maybe just two of the six logs that you get in a $6.50 pack of wood these days. Um, but I've been building these little fires, and it's been delightful. So I am still out, still going strong. I have not had another toke. I am working on my fourth beer. Uh, and I'm... I'm feeling just so on top of things. I'm feeling so good about the the zine, the friends I celebrate, uh, the book I'm going to uh, put together and decided now maybe, maybe I should add some pictures. My God, when you were first dating Malco, she was such a beautiful woman. And, and you know, why not share that? And that place we had on Saddle Island and... Uh, Picture of me in 1969 or 1970 on Crete, sitting there in Matala, happiest probably I've ever been to that point. And just things that would match nicely, like why not? You're going to put this together. People, you know, if I gave a vote, should I put some pictures along with the letters or not, you know? 
I think the vote would be a resounding yes. Put some pictures, of course. I'm going to pay for this fucking thing. I want some pictures, you know? Anyway, I'm, I'm just feeling so good, so grateful. And, and I, I was stumped for a while because in my gratitude for the, the, the blessings I've had for just what I just talked about, having the foresight to bring along some twigs and then having a nice fire because of that and being able to celebrate, you know, a functioning brain to some degree. I mean, just, just good luck. Blessings, blessings, so many blessings, you know, even with this current shit that's going on. Oh, my God. I had the foresight to buy this road trek. So the thing was, who do you give thanks to? What do you give thanks to? Like, where, where do you put your thanks? And I, and I mean that in all sincerity. Like, I just, I used to believe in God or Jesus or, you know, thank you, God, you know. I, I don't know who or what that God is that I'm, I'm thinking. I don't. I, I, I don't know where do I send it. You know, how does it receive it? Is there is there an it? You know, is there any divine intervention in our lives? And of course you argue. No, 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 no. Can't be. Can't be. That's silly. But still, you feel. You're, you're being blessed in your life. You have blessings. You have things to be grateful for. You've been looked after. You've been sheltered. You've been protected. You've, you've, you've had a life without horror. So surely there's... And I guess maybe it's no words of thanks are not enough. Maybe that's what it boils down to. No. Of course there's no answer to that question because all you're offering is, Oh, thank you. <laughs> Thank you. It's not good enough. <laughs> oh, boy. I was hoping I could direct them towards myself. No, thank you, Ken. Hey, thank you for being in the driver's seat, buddy. You've taken me on a very fucking good life. You've done. You, whoever is driving Ken, you have done a masterful job at getting through life. You really have done a masterful job. Congratulations, Ken. Holy fuck, man. You have you have done a good job. Hmm. That didn't feel too bad. You know, I mean, it's not like it's been easy street the whole fucking way. Believe me, I think those letters will tell that story. But right now, I'm at a point of just so much gratitude, so much, so much excitement, so much to feel good about. And uh, that's why that's a big, big blessing. All right, carry on. Bye. Back to my beer. Continue to enjoy the fire. It's it's just been dandy. Ah, yes, I want to give a thanks to. Yes, I, I know who to thank or one thing to thank. Uh, this piece of wood, the stick I'm holding, which I have named the Huron Poker. You've heard that word on this podcast many times. Found it on the shores of Lake Huron, of course. The Huron Poker. And it's done a masterful job of uh, looking after the fire and tending the fire. Now, the thing is, it's just a stick, yes. No, 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 it's not just It's a very nice stick. It's nicely curved. It's good length. It's still, I mean, it's got a lot of life left in it yet. Believe me, this is a long poker. This is what, how tall would that be? That would be uh, four feet, maybe? Um, 
that it comes along in the back of the road trip on every camping trip, you know, and the idea that I've chosen to give significance to a stick. That's that's the secret, boys and girls. Find a stick, assign significance. Find a spoon. Try and sell it for $25. Well, hey, it's a 25-cent Honest Ed spoon from 1975 when I sat down to uh, begin writing my first book and realized how hard it was. But God, celebrate that, man. 75, yeah. Post-summer of the Yukon, that's right. 75 in the winter of 76. My first teaching job in uh, Toronto, Cabbage Town. lived just off um, Palmerston, which was a glorious street, and uh, got a job in Cabbage Town, Lord Dufferin Public School, celebrating its, what, 75th anniversary, I think? Hired for the occasion. Taught kids some E.E. Cummings. I've had a good life, I've had a rich good life. I, I, my, my, I am in decline. There's just no question about that. In fact, I don't know if I've had Sal for three years or four years. You know, I said four. I'm thinking it must be four, but I'll have to go look at a book to find the answer. And the book is in the glove compartment. I will as soon as I go in, which is going to be very shortly because it is still, I guess it's technically raining, but like I've, okay, I've got my hand open, open palm. I haven't felt a drop. You know, that might have been a, the lightest, lightest possible rain there could be. Just one more blessing. Just one more blessing. And it's been a, a nice, nice little fire. I, I, I was about to give up on it and then realized, what the fuck? Now, I've burned a lot of the good kindling that's... Uh, not the kindling, but the, the paper and the cardboard and stuff that uh, ink cartons that you know I would normally use tomorrow for tomorrow's fire but then the other voice said no hey man celebrate just do what you're doing just make a good fire now don't worry about tomorrow live in the now and I am and have been very very much I believe living in the now today just sitting here in the joy of just sitting I just ate a a bag of old Peanuts, you know, in the, in the shell, and they were pretty stale, but my God, they tasted good once I cracked them open with my arthritic hands or fingers, you know, what a bugger to get them open, and then just, I couldn't see, but I would search in my hand, okay, that shell, that shell, oh, there's a peanut, and you, and I, I did the whole thing by feel in the dark, feeling, okay, there it is, there it is, okay, it should be four halves, you know, your average peanut. And uh, that was just one after another after another and just tasting each little piece that went into my mouth. I had to spit out about three or four times. I had to spit out, you know, the outside shell, you know, mis, uh, misidentified a few times. But uh, now on to probably my last beer for the night, my fourth. It's, uh, it's a Czech beer, I believe. It's a light lager and it's like I'm at the point now where it doesn't matter really. But lighter is probably better. Ah, fire's just, just down to awesome, oh, beautiful, beautiful. Minim- it's a minimalist fire. But uh, I'm just, yeah. I guess I mean it's boring for me to sit here and say how good I'm feeling. But I'm, I'm saying that because there have been a lot of times when I haven't been feeling so good. I, I don't know. Maybe it sounds like I'm always happy. You no, know, maybe it doesn't. 
any way. It isn't necessary to measure all the time. Asshole, just, you know, shut up. Shut up. Okay, I will. Check, check, check. Yeah, boy. It is Monday. Just uh, afternoon, I guess. I'm sitting on a bench. Burp. Oh, my God, I'm sorry. Uh, Lake Upper Mazinaw Lake here at Bon Echo Park. This is my second day. And I will leave uh, sometime afternoon tomorrow. It's been very nice last night. Well, I recorded last night. I don't know how much of that will get played or discarded. I had some of those cookies. Just a quarter that was left over from the last time. And oh my God, that set me up for the entire evening from 5 o'clock to bedtime. I was uh, pleasantly high. May try the same today. Who knows what effect it'll have, but it seems to be whatever the THC component is in there, it seems to be really nice. Uh, but who knows? So many other chemical factors to uh, consider too. You know your your moods and what else is going on in your body and your mind. But uh, for now, I'm just calm sitting here by the lake uh, snugly snugly dressed is that such a thing feeling snugly snuggled in my warm clothing uh, four layers again t-shirt favorite camping shirt uh, then a a hoodie with a zipper zippered hoodie and then uh, this wonderful overcoat that my uncle bought me. And also a pair of gloves that were in the road trek. And uh, my wearing the toque, the road trek toque that I got at the road trek academy. So there you go. Uh, it was so nice to uh, turn on the heater today inside the road trek when I got up this morning. Ooh, it's chilly. I mean, cozy. I love sleeping when I'm cold. I had to have the windows closed last night for the first time. Uh, but just you snuggle up in that sleeping bag and tight around your neck. It just feels so good. And uh, slept right through till 7 when I had to get up for a pee. I had a few breakfasts. Just things that I packed. In. And again, just that good feeling of I'm prepared. I'm independent. I don't have to rush into town to get something. You know, it's just plenty of stuff. You always bring more than you need. And that's just fine. Uh, the biggest decision to make is do I warm up the other half of my uh, tuna sub in the microwave or the toaster oven? And I'm probably going to go with the microwave because uh, I'd have to clear a space to put the toaster oven out. And... Uh, <laughs> I'm kind of doing, you know, the minimal in terms of yeah, effort. You, you do what you need to do, like make that morning coffee. It's it's just it's just such a pleasure. And I think the biggest thing is, um, I just posted a picture on 
uh, Instagram that I'm so pleased with. It's a close-up of this little snack bar, Harvest Valley snack bar, my favorite. And in the background, just out of focus, you see some rocks in the lake that I'm sitting at. And I felt so good that I pulled it out of my pocket because I remembered to put it into my pocket before I left camp. Um, and just that, to have this thing. Here's a nice spot. This would be the perfect time to just chomp down on this wonderful one of these, uh, you know, they call them healthy, but, you know, snack bars. And it was. And it was. Uh, but I guess it just, uh, it wasn't just that. It was the fact that I had what I needed. I have the pockets. I have the things. I brought my recorder with me. I brought my phone with me. I brought my cane with me. I've got... And, and I'm... There are times at this age when you start to feel, Oh my God, I, I can't do this. I can't do that. Things are more of an effort. Uh, I do have some very, you know, debilitating problems. Uh, especially the balance thing. Oh my God, getting out of a chair... Uh, but last night, as I sat around the fire, and I had lots of things around that eventually had to be moved, and I just, I did it, like one thing at a time. Okay, maybe now, we'll just put that back, box back under the uh, awning, just so you don't have to do it later or all at once. And I, I know I say this every podcast, but I'm always surprised that I find myself functioning efficiently and comfortably and and... Like I know what I'm doing. I think around home, maybe dealing with contractors and leaking eaves troughs and things. I don't have that feeling and, and I don't handle things well. But in this little world of camping, I can manage. I can get a good fire going. And, and last night's was just a delight. Sitting there burning the, the twigs off our front lawn and a couple of little pieces of branches that just made a lovely little fire. Uh, that was that was just great. So uh, I don't know. I, I I don't mean this to sound like bragging. I, it's it's I really it's me telling myself, Ken, you're okay. You you can still function. Don't don't give in to this uh, surrender that I that I sometimes feel. No, you're just getting old. You can't do that anymore. Kind of thing. You know, it's just easy. People do that, and it's easy to fall into that trap. Uh, or, you know, there's an, I don't want to. And so every one of these little trips that I take in Sal, our fourth anniversary yesterday, that's a big deal. First trip was to Tennessee to see uh, Tennessee Jake and family. That was wonderful. Oh, a dog has just gone in. Oh, wonderful. And wagging his tail. Oh, the dog is just so happy to be paddling along in the lake. Isn't that nice? Isn't that nice? So anyway, here I sit on uh, Mackinac Lake, Upper Mackinac Lake, at uh, Bonaco Park. Then they do that thing, you know, when they when they come on land and they just shake themselves to get all the water off. It's just brilliant. Yeah. All right, I'm not going to uh, waste any more of your time, but I just wanted to uh, I want to share sometimes when I'm happy, and uh, I am indeed very happy. 
Bye for now. Well, we have an added bonus. The sun came out. I can't believe at the end of the day, the sun just, the, the clouds blew away. The sky is blue. Still some beautiful looking puffy clouds in the sky, but uh, the best thing at all, I'm sitting now by the lake, um, is the mountains, uh, the cliffs across the way. It's solid rock face. And they just come alive. I've been waiting <laughs> sort of since I got here to see the sun shining on that rock face. It's just amazing. It just it just comes alive. Uh, it's quite wonderful. And I'm sitting on this one bench on this one peninsula at this little um, uh, point where you can load a canoe into the water. And just a few minutes ago, five minutes ago, there was a total of about 11, 12 people down here. And I can't believe I stood alone by a tree and just resented the fact that there are other humans in my place. It's a terrible quality in me that just, I couldn't stand to hearing their voices talking, chatting about things nothing to do with the scenery in front of them, you know, just having conversations. Can't you see how beautiful it is? You know, it's what I'm thinking and, and just annoyed at them being here in my space. And then another couple came down with drinks and two dogs and sat at this spot. And I had to wait for them to leave and then make my way not too quickly. But uh, anyway, I'm here alone now and uh, loving it so much more. It's not a good quality in me. And it, it comes out when I'm camping. I just, I, I love the solitude so much and, and to come across any crowds of people. Now, 11 isn't a crowd, but it just, it just, no, there's too many all at once. Um, and I, I just, I don't want them. <laughs> and they're strangers. And it's funny because I profess on this podcast how much I love my friends, but these are people I've reached out and, and found and uh, I use the word cultivated, but, but, you know, made something of the friendship with them but strangers like the people posting pictures on Facebook you don't know there's just there's something very negative about it not a hatred at all just a get out of my space anyway maybe I'm in your space now with this damn podcast sorry but hey you have a choice you don't have to listen oh I think I heard the loon I think I heard the loon so I'm going to shut up and just uh, take in the scene now. I just want to share that little bit with you to uh, let you know I got an added bonus. I got sunshine. Check, check. Checking in from the uh, evening campfire. I uh, guess the last clip was from sitting on the bench watching the changing colors of the uh, cliffs across the lake, Lake Upper Mackinac, or Upper Mackinac Lake. Uh, 
by God, that was nice. I, I, I just, it was just amazing. I apologize. There was a couple sat behind me, young couple, at a picnic table, and I was aware of them, but I, I just ignored them. This was my place. It was my turn. <laughs> I took a very long turn, and as I left, I apologized for spoiling their view for so long. And they smiled and laughed, and uh, it was all very friendly, and then immediately I saw they got up and moved towards the the prime spot for taking photos. I took so many, and maybe I'll post them on uh, Facebook. Anyway, I've got a fire going. I just cooked a sausage, which is usually a real treat over the fire. Like, they just usually, you're probably a bit drunk or high when you're eating them. I was neither. And uh, they're just perfect. But this wasn't a very good one to start with. I think I boiled it at home and then saved it for probably a week or so. I found one in the fridge that had turned white with mold. Luckily, it was in a plastic bag. And uh, that went out as soon as I opened the fridge. This one still had a bit of uh, a bit of time left on the clock, but um, I just gobbled it down, and uh, it was not a treat. But hey, it filled my belly and it satisfied the need for a, a sausage by the campfire because that's something it's a, it's sort of a tradition. Almost did it for Barnacle Bill because uh, we God we shared so many campfires together. And, it was always the jokes, putting the dog on. Somebody almost dropped one into the fire and tried to rescue it. And anyway, I got a, I got a, the last of the blocks. I've got a few pieces of kindling left. I'm going to try and save and one block of wood. And I just, almost like I'm passing the torch, I feel I want to save this for the next camping spot. And I'm, I'm kind of hoping I'll get one more in before the year's done. I've been to, I've camped at, um, uh, Algonquin in the winter uh, when I was still a rookie I think I would know what to do now it was a bit dangerous I mean it was snow on the ground and maneuvering this vehicle in and out of parking spots was, was very tricky going down hills as there are in campsites but I uh, did it and if I did it then I should be able to do it again but uh, that is the future this is now uh, I've got two nice big blocks still burning um this hardwood, it's 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 very hard. You don't get like a real dry piece that just goes up in bright flames and you're all excited. These things will burn all night, but um, they'll they'll quietly burn. I guess so a lot, lot of not a big flame show, but they're burning this heat. Just opened the. Uh, I finished the bottle of wine I started at Sandbanks, one of my Toro Bravos, and opened up another. Spanish Tempranillo, and uh, so no beer tonight, just uh, just wine. I did not have a cookie. This is why I'm making sense now. Um, and it's too late in the evening now. I'd be I wouldn't be able to sleep. Uh, and that was fine. Had my had my thrill of being really high yesterday. Today was just quiet, just observing. By God, honestly. Looking at that, the show, it was like a, like a movie you're watching, just staring at these cliffs, and you think, well, they're, they're not changing, but they're just changing as the, as the sun gradually went out. First of all, there was no sun, and then at the end of the day, the sun comes out, and you think, oh my God, got to get down to the lake. And you just watch the show as the sun went down, and the, the tones changed, and the reflections in the water changed. It was just 
such a thing of beauty. I, I was mesmerized. And also felt sort of the passage of time and, and will I ever see this view again? I remembered it now that I've seen it. Maybe, yeah, 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 that's why I like Bon Echo was that cliff face. But uh, thought for a bit, will I ever see this again? Do I have to see it one more time? And then thought, no, there are just so many other scenes of beauty all over the planet, all over the world, all over Canada, all over Ontario, wherever you go, you can find beauty. And so it's not necessary to repeat, oh, this one was so good, I want it again. You know, that's sort of a, a, a greed kind of thing we're conditioned to think in terms of. But anyway, I just wanted to share a little bit of just what it feels like to be sitting by the fire with my Huron poker. Gotta, gotta continually work at it, because sort of the flames will die down, you gotta poke them around, shift them over. This side hasn't been burned. You know, let a little more air in there. I've just done that very nicely. It, it's, believe me, when I talked yesterday about thinking that you're on poker, it is a big deal. It's a wonderful thing to have a, a poking stick that will, I mean, this will last me all through 2021, I'm sure. It will always be part of my camping equipment, and that's the, the fun kind of camping. You get the things you need, the tools you become familiar with, and uh, count on. So, oh. all right, I'll. Uh, oh yeah, I want. Oh yeah, I, fin- I finished. I, I asked earlier, um, who do you thank for for all the blessings you've got? And I realized the thank you is not in words, as I mentioned. It is in the acts that you carry out to make other people's lives good. And uh, I'm probably not uh, great at that by any means, but but being friends with somebody and, and in a way that they are grateful to have you as a friend, that, that's part of the thank you. That, that's a good part of it. Keeping your friendships going and, and being there as a friend for people. When they are in need, when they want you, what you know, keeping what is special about the nature of your particular friendship, keeping that going, you know, because they vary. I mean, person to person, they're all different. They're all unique, as are we. Um, so that that's a thing. And then I guess doing other acts of of kindness and, and goodness. Part of part of it, I thought back to. My study to a program of the students, I've been reflecting on that, thinking, God, I loved going to Quebec City with them every year. It was just a treat for me. God, every year a trip to Quebec City and part of your business? It's wonderful. Um, and, you know, me not be doing that again. But I thought about the program as a whole and how much joy it brought into so many other people's lives. And thought, okay, so maybe I, somehow I, I, you know, I... I got this thing going in, in, in quite a beautiful way and maybe that's one of the reasons I'm being rewarded now because I did give to a lot of people these host families would thank me year after year, Ken, thank you so much it was just such a wonderful experience and the girls are so grateful, and, you know leaving in tears from the wonderful time they had had in Canada so, yeah, I've probably earned some good karma and, uh you know, again, if that's not too much of uh, me being on my high horse, <laughs> maybe that should be the title, something to do with a high horse. Get off your high horse or 
back on my high horse is more like it. Trying to stay on my mind and my high horse, really. I, I want to stay feeling positive about myself and about uh, what's ahead. I mean, I, I just I just walked into uh, the van to eat my hot dog, and, and my knees kind of buckled. Holy fuck, you know. I mean, it was, you know, two tries to get out of your chair. This, this, this problems. But I'm on the other side of that. I'm, I'm on, you know, living in my head and... and reflecting on what I've done and what I've got to do in terms of the writing and putting out another zine and, and it's I have purpose and that that makes up for you know the the inevitable decline that we will we all face you know it's the body dies and uh, in, in in different ways in different times so uh, yeah. I'm still in celebration mode. All right, God damn it. Sometimes you must get tired of me. So I'll sign off, another sip of wine, and I'll just continue to poke around the fire with my Huron poker and enjoy this uh, newly opened bottle of wine. Scarborough Duda signing out from uh, Bon Echo, my uh, final fire of the night. Bye for now. Good morning from uh, Bon Echo. Still here, sitting in my chair in front of the uh, fire. It's not a pit they give you. They, they make these cast iron uh, beasts that you can cook in. They, these are huge. They've been around. They've lasted uh, decades. Anyway, it's it's this is one of the best camping spots I've had. It's the complete privacy. You can see people through the trees as they walk along a road or something, but they're not looking in. And uh, it's just fine. It's the right size. The entire ground is covered in pine needles. They're just coming down off these trees. Again, I, I talk about the trees when I visit, and I'm stunned. I, I've been looking up. And they just go straight up, and then all the the fir branches with the needles are just up at the top. Like it's just a straight tree growing up there. It's as if there were limbs, and I don't know they fall off, or I don't know. I don't know how it works. <laughs> but uh, my God! So last night I'd be staring into the fire at the coals or the shape or the flames or whatever, enjoying that. You know, leaned right over, looking into this big iron circular uh, firebox and then tilt my head back and look straight up. Oh, they're just waving now. And uh, right as I say that, like a these little pine needles, there's four, five, six together, like a little twig, just fell landed right on my recorder and you know, I've been fishing them out of my coffee. So gentle, so soft, but the ground is covered. It's a lovely layer of brown. It's like soft to walk on. When you walk through the woods, it's beautiful. Um, it's just lovely. Autumn in Bar Bon Echo. My God, and the sun is trying to break through. I went down to the lake for my. Uh, I didn't. I slept in till eight, which is lovely. I mean, that's just a really comfortable sleep in a sleeping bag and a nice soft. 
Ah, comfortable bed in the back there. Right, slapped right through. And, uh, got up for my morning dump. Sorry. And down to the lake, and the sky was overcast. And now you can just see that that sun is just trying to break through those clouds. Got the map out and realized, oh, there's a whole, there's whole sections of the lower Mackinac Lake to explore today. So I'll probably pull out of this campsite. It's 10 o'clock now, maybe in a couple of hours, and move to another part of the park and just park the van and, uh, you know, get a different view of the lake. There's Indian pictographs carved in those cliffs across the lake. So a lot of canoeists go out here to, to it's the only way you'd get to that spot. It's they're very high cliffs, but there's a few hiking trails and uh, you know there's the there's there's a ferry boat that services across the, the length of the lake. Pretty sure I've been on it when we did our family camping, I'm pretty sure. I did find a letter of our entire family camping here at Bark Lake. I, I don't know if I mentioned that. Uh, Bark Lake, sorry. Bon Echo. And uh, that was a long time ago. We haven't organized a family camping trip for a long time. But Anyway, it's got some history with me and uh, I can be pretty damn sure I'll be back. And the thing is, I'm already thinking, can you go on and make a note of that number? You want the same site again if you can get it. In the sawmill creek side anyway i'm reading my um book the building the canadian nation and of course the beginning we're talking about canadian history they do a thing on the native people and the various tribes and where they lived and how they lived uh and then the coming of the french uh the spaniards had everything from you know florida on down and uh spain and portugal divided it up but then they uh, they came for the fur trade and the fish and so it's that the history of Canada, which which became more interesting to me when I started doing these study tours of the students and needing them to have an an understanding. And I hired my cousin actually for a couple of trips, cousin Dave, um, who came along as our history tutor. And of course, the teachers loved him. He's very soft spoken and uh, rugged looking, good looking guy. And uh, that was that was a highlight. Um, but. Uh, I still was paying him, and it was costing. And anyway, I, by then he had—I got him to write a little book on early Canadian history, and I took over the uh, teaching part of it. So that's probably why I have an interest. But it's also this is in relation to um, uh, what uh, Dave and Isabel were talking about—the French Canadianness. And it, it, when I read the names, I'm looking here's a map. Champlain, his uh, travel. So Samuel de Champlain, that means something. That was our, the statue in Quebec, of course, was our meeting place for the students when they gave them their free day. But reading uh, Jean Talon and Frontenac and, and uh, the, the various missionaries and uh, Bishop Laval, these, these names probably to somebody in Alberta I don't think they'd have as much, uh, because the education is provincial, I don't think they would have studied as much as we did about life along the St. Lawrence and the Richelieu rivers. And so those names, Richelieu, hey, Chambly, Richelieu, my parents are from there. Um, and, of course, our roots are, you know, 
not that old. My my grandfather was an immigrant from England, went to Vancouver Island, not Quebec. And uh, the Bull family settled in Pembroke along the Ottawa River, so they would be, you know, relative pioneers. Um, when you when I talk about age, I realize all my grandparents are born in the late 1800s. Uh, so, that, like, wow, we're in 2020. I, I can trace back people I knew born in the, uh, you know, 1880s. What? This seems quite incredible. So there's a love of history, love of Canadian history, which is, you know, I grew up, of course, with Daniel Boone and Davy Crockett and all these things. And we didn't uh, have TV shows about our heroes, but in later life, growing to read about them, it's just fascinating. The trade, and there was just a passage here. I wanted, I, I'm going to have to put some of this into the zine. I, I better control myself because I would, I would, there's so much that I'm finding interesting, especially the dealings with the Iroquois. And of course, the here was. Uh, after almost 20 years of peace, the Indian War cloud again rose black on the horizon, and in 1689, the situation was made worse by the outbreak of war between France and England. In the same year, Frontenac was hurriedly ordered back to Quebec, and it was none too soon. Before he arrived, the colony suffered the most terrible catastrophe in its history, an Iroquois attack on Lachine and the massacre of most of its inhabitants. Lachine, my uh, my hometown. There, there are plaques around there of the Iroquois crossing the, the St. Lawrence. And, uh, anyway, it just uh, names here Madeleine Vercher. Uh, French Canadians would know these names. Dollard, you know, the, the people defending themselves and, and just the story of how difficult it was to for these people coming out to survive the hardships uh, I think was it was it Frontenac or the man before who was before Frontenac um, maybe it was him um, oh Jean Talon when he arrived there was only one horse in all of uh, Canada at that point now the horse is an interesting story in the history because they say they were, they were brought over by the Spaniards and somehow made their way up from the Spanish, you know, from Mexico, all the way up to the Plains Indians uh, in Western Canada. I guess these just be wild horses that just bred and, and traveled. I don't know. It's it seems quite a story. Um, but in Quebec, and the in the, uh, the the colonies here, they didn't have any. So uh, he had. Uh, uh, this is uh, the great intendant, uh, Jean Talon, the first and greatest of the colony's intendants. There are three key positions, a bishop, a governor, and an intendant. Uh, Talon had exactly the qualities needed for his post, unfailing industry and enthusiasm, much practical common sense, and a most fertile imagination in devising plans. From the moment of his arrival in 1665, he threw himself into his task with all his energy. He visited the homes of the people and studied the colony's problems at his own cost to encourage trade and shipbuilding. He had a ship of 120 tons built. He had horses and sheep brought to France. Before this, only one horse had been brought to the colony. To describe all his schemes and enterprises... 
would require a chapter and more to do them justice. He started a model farm, began the growing of hemp, encouraged cod fishing in the St. Lawrence, sent men to hunt for minerals, began the making of potash from wood ashes, started a tannery, distributed looms for the encouragement of weaving. A few years after his arrival, Talon wrote, I am now clothed from foot to head with homemade articles. Not all of Talon's plans were successful, but since his day, the pioneer spirit of self-help has never died out in French Canada. And that's the part I like. So there you go. A little bit of uh, Canadian history for you, the Dixon James podcast listeners, and a little bit of, you know, my common history, the books I grew up with. And of course, I too often refer back to the, uh, uh, well... I still am sorting out my thinking. It was one thing to get through Black Lives Matter, which is current, but to come to an understanding of, of the uh, relation with the native people of Canada and how that bit of history is being rewritten and, and so different from, of course, the history that I was fed in primary school and on. And... Uh, the various perspectives of, of ways of looking at it. Uh, it's just, it's, uh, boy, I've got a very, very long way to go. And, and unfortunately, I really have no uh, native friends who I could have an open conversation with. Uh, I did try that once at Mark Lake not that long ago, but it, uh, and, and reached out and sent emails, but there was no follow-up. Uh, there was a very nice time sitting around a fire smoking weed together and having a very good open talk but um, I may have I may have destroyed that when I talked about the uh, uh, the picture of uh, Brebeuf and Lelon being uh, tortured by the by the Iroquois uh, uh, the sketch that was in our grade 5 grade 6 history book and how I could never get it out of my mind and I wanted to tell that story as a way of saying, this is, I'm sorry, but this is how me as, as, a, as, as a white middle-class Canadian was brought up as an Anglo in, in, in Canada. This is the perspective we were taught, and meaning I need to move on from here, and maybe it just stayed at that point. Here's a guy, you know, we're current and we're suffering, and this guy all he's talking about is a... Uh, two priests being killed 400 years ago. Oof. Yeah, I got a lot to learn. I never did. I mean, my dream was to uh, live up north and meet people up there, the Inuit. I've never done that. Hey, you know, who knows? Maybe it's not too late. Uh, I probably is, but anyway. Let's move on. Let's, uh, let's enjoy the day ahead. Scarborough Dude signing out. And uh, back to a little more Canadian history as I finish off my last cup of coffee. Bye for now.